1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play!
2: Hi there everybody and welcome into week three. We're so excited. We made it to week three of the Sooner Sports Podcast with Jess and Meg. She's Megan McDonald. I'm Jessica Cootie. Follow us on Twitter at Jessica Cootie at Meg underscore underscore McDonald Uh, at OU on the air at Plank Show. All of the good stuff. Had to make sure and uh, give you that because I forgot to mention where to find us last week. So, I don't know. Hopefully, you guys already know where to find us and and where to locate this if you're here listening. But I need to make sure and do that and also tease the Sooner Sports podcast as well. So, we've got a fun one coming up for you today. Really, really excited about this one. We had a lot of fun with this one. And I don't even claim to one hundred to even know absolutely at all what I'm talking about. But I enjoyed this one, Meg. I'm already laughing just thinking about what went
3: down when we recorded this podcast Jess, her dance moves are just top-notch, impeccable. You're definitely going to want to check out the social teases
2: that we post on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, so this is what we've got coming up. So every year, obviously this is Jim U here at the University of Oklahoma, if you haven't heard that by now. And so um, one of the things that makes Oklahoma gymnastics um, on the women's side so dominant each and every year is how good they are on the floor exercise every single year. And a lot of that is the choreography that KJ Kenler um, makes up herself and, and builds herself with each and every athlete. And so we thought it would be fun to kind of explore that with her because it, I mean, it's it's a rarity, but it's also like where it all began. Like, And, and you'll be interested to hear where it all began, which was way back in, junior high and prince routines and all of that good stuff so um yeah so she's been doing that for a long time but then we thought let's get a perspective of one of her athletes and and let them talk about what it's like to work with kj kendler so of course we had to go with maggie nichols and so uh, one of the biggest names here on campus at the university of oklahoma right up there with trey young baker mayfield um you know, she's a big deal on campus, but also across all of college gymnastics. So we thought it'd be fun to kind of get her perspective on not just working with KJ, but the differences in her floor routines at the national international level compared to the collegiate level. And she's having a ton of fun and we had a ton of fun trying to learn her routine. So, um, that was, that was interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting to watch them now. And at, home on my living room and actually go <laughs> through the dance with her. Um, so she taught us a little dance break of her floor routine. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. So we're going to start with KJ Kendler. We'll you'll hear from her first. And then after that, uh, you'll hear from Maggie Nichols. So stick around. You'll definitely want to hear from Maggie. Get a little bit of different perspective with her. She's a little bit looser, a little bit more fun. You know, it's, it's kind of a uptight a little bit sometimes sport. But with her, she, she really had some fun with this podcast. I think the best thing about this podcast
3: with Maggie Nichols is the second we finished recording, she put down her mic and she goes, I love that. That was so much fun.
2: Yeah, just a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. And I think there's no cameras and kind of what we've talked about. It's, you know, just a little just bit chiller out. conversation yeah. type. And, and so you get to hear a little bit of a different side to Maggie Nichols, which I super enjoyed as a as a fan myself of Maggie Nichols. she is great. So stick around, listen to that. You'll definitely want to check that out, uh, right after we hear from KJ. So speaking about KJ Kindler, Meg, you were collegiate gymnast at Iowa state. Um, you know, you obviously, if you're a gymnast in college, you do it your whole life. So, um, you know, one thing about KJ Kindler is she choreographs her own, uh, routines like we've talked about, and that's not really usual. That's not, that's kind of a rarity. Right. And If the coach, if a collegiate coach choreographs
3: their team's floor routines, you can generally tell because (laughs) they're pretty robotic. And basically the essence of the routine is you just dance to the corner and then you tumble and then you dance and you're not really dancing. You're just trying to get to the corner to do your tumbling pass. And that's what it normally is. And that's what it is. Definitely in elite gymnastics. So fans love KJ Candler's choreography because it's actual dance. It's choreographed and like it's hard to explain i mean if you can watch
2: an elite competition which a lot of people do at the at the olympics mm-hmm. and and all of that so right if, if you were comparing what you watch at the olympics it's robotic on the floor yes compared to what you're watching with collegiate gymnastics it's night and day yeah and and most teams the a lot of the big name teams that are competing for national titles bring in their own choreographer, right? Absolutely, and that's and that makes them good.
3: So right. it's it's funny because KJ Kindler's just in-house, and she kind of talks about it in the podcast. It's good that she's here because they can work on it. And if something doesn't look good maybe on the competition floor under the lights and it looks good in the practice gym, she can change it, and she will throughout
2: the season. And she knows her athletes so well, so she knows what works with each person, the people that might not dance as well like Meg, and the people that <laughs> dance really well like me. You know, she can um, – choreograph and tailor their routine. I think the
3: video will <laughs> will really show it's true colors once you guys see this. <laughs>
2: okay, but so what is it about her choreography then that is so unique that, I mean, people, you hear Bart Conner, who, you who is an Olympic gold medalist, you hear anybody who's anybody in the world of gymnastics talk every year. Cannot wait to see what KJ Kindler has for us this year. Why is that?
3: I think the biggest thing is every routine is so different. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not gonna watch two gymnasts on the floor even have a similar move, which comes from KJ just being so creative and so dramatic and it's really incredible just to think that she choreographed AJ Jackson's routine and then the next day maybe choreographed Jade Dagovega's routine. It's mm-hmm. so unique, it's so cool, and people
2: love it. And so yeah, and it it goes way beyond here at Oklahoma, it goes even way beyond her time at Iowa State, where actually she choreographed her own routines and her teammates' routines as an athlete. It actually goes way back to junior high and some Prince songs. So we'll, we'll let you take it from there. So we're going to do this one
3: on the creative mind behind KJ Kindler. Oh gosh. <laughs> and we kind of talked about it a little bit in previous podcasts about – well, I kind of prefaced, what is KJ Kindler actually like? And when I say I'm like, she's probably one of the most creative people I've ever met in my entire life. Like you seem just so inspired with everything going around. So I just want to know what inspires you in the sport of gymnastics? Where do you find your creativity? Um, Lots of things. Uh, I, I think
4: what you said, everything around you can be inspiring. I'm inspired by music, certainly. And and I spend a lot of time looking for good music, not just for florentines but for our meets, for our touches, for our beam music, for everything. And, and a lot of times that inspires me, books, um, you name it, like magazines, things that I see in magazines, things that I see on the internet, like they just spark
2: my thought process and then I, I roll with it. So I'm kind of like that too, like you might be away from work and you might be like, okay, I'm going to take a break, my mind needs to take a break from work, but then- it just doesn't shut off. Mm-hmm. Like, are you like that? Is your brain just constantly, even when you're telling yourself, I need to take a step away, but it's constantly, ideas are constantly popping in your head? Yeah, totally. And it honestly, I don't know that I do step away. You know,
4: I I know I'm going home, but I'm always going. Yeah. And I'm when I'm going to bed, I'm going. When I wake
2: up, it's going. You have dreams about work. <laughs> I do. I do, too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well,
3: we've talked about writing features, like, in the middle of our night, in the night, and I'll bring up the notes app on my phone and write down exactly, because I'll forget it.
2: In the shower is a big (laughs) inspiration place for me, too.
3: Yeah, no, honestly, anywhere you can actually think. Yes, (laughs) yes. So,
4: yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like I I just could see one thing and then, boom. Like, our theme this year, it kind of just all rolled, and it all started with a song Mm -hmm. and then went to a book and then went it just kept going and going and going and that's how last year too you know we did numbers last year for our inspiration for each meet same thing like it started with one thing and then it just kept going and going you know uh I learned a lot about every number in in the world and what it means and what it can do and what's superstitious about it and so yeah You get educated, too, when you do that stuff.
3: And I can talk to this a little bit about when we were at regionals last year in Seattle, we were all on the bus going to dinner or something. And we go, we drive by, like, this statue full of numbers. you know what I'm talking about, KJ? And everyone, KJ's like, everyone, look, it's a sign. And it was just (laughs) numbers. Yeah, it was. I see signs
4: everywhere, by the way.
2: (laughs) Everywhere. So, you know, when you're going through, because I think, and, you know, Meg can talk a little bit about this, is, you know, not very many coaches in the country um, choreograph their own floor routines. And I th- always think that's so. It's obviously the crowd favorite when you have home meets here. It's uh, everybody's just waiting to see what the floor routines are going to be like. But that goes back to you kind of created your own routines in high school, and your high school coach didn't really allow that. So how did you kind of. Is this something that I have these ideas? I want to do this. Like, how did that even develop that this is something that you were passionate about? Oh,
4: I. Maybe in
2: baton class. I don't know. But
4: I, it all I, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think, honestly, I think in eighth grade, I was able to pick my floor music for the first time. And a lot of times coaches will pick it for you. So this was my moment, you know? And I picked the electric horseman. I know you guys don't know what that is, but Can like, you sing a little it bit was edgy. It was edgy for gymnastics at the time. And I just remember. I loved that routine, and I think that's honestly where I started clicking with dancing. And then, of course, I had a Prince routine
3: naturally in
4: high school. I think um, we will my, say
3: KJ's from Minnesota. Yes, so. my <laughs>
4: freshman or sophomore year, and and that's when I started making it up before I even moved to Connecticut. And then my coach there, who was very strict and never allowed anyone to do it, let me do it only because I said I made up this floor routine. This is what it looks like, and she was like, "Really? Okay." I'll give it a shot. You know, I'm sure if it was bad, she would have said, sorry, you're getting a new one. But, (laughs) but she did. She, she allowed me to do that. It was, I think that's kind of where it all started. And honestly, watching those college gymnasts as I was growing up, there was a college gymnast. Her name was Lori Tischler, and she was my idol. She was absolutely my idol, and she was a great dancer. At least I thought she was. Maybe she wouldn't think that. But um, I just really looked up to her, and I wanted to be like that, you know? And, And you kind of draw inspiration from other people, for sure, that you grow up around.
3: So you don't really have, like, dance training, though?
4: Zero. So how I do took you a jazz class once and it was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm not good at learning choreography i'm good at teaching choreography there's a big difference like Mm -hmm. to be able to learn choreography especially a choreographer who's quick who's very fast and and does the steps quickly that takes a lot of talent to be able to learn that chase is good at that for instance she can learn choreography very well um but i was never the type so when i went to dance class it just frustrated me because then i would work on it I, i worked on it way longer than you should have to you know if you're you're talented at that. But, um, but moving to music is no problem. If you don't show me what to do, if I show you, um, so that's just kind of no zero dance, zero. Wow.
3: So, so what's the process like coming up with floor routines? Cause when I think of a chase caps routine or even an AJ Jackson, I'm like, KJ came up with those moves. Mm-hmm. Like she had to do them to show the athlete those dance moves. So what's that process like coming up with an entire storyline of a routine or just putting it all together.
4: It's hard to look at AJ and watch her dance yeah. and be like KJ. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely understand, um, but I did, and I do, and um, I I just uh, I'll tell you it starts with a very large cup of coffee, and mm-hmm. I'm best in the morning. I always tell the athletes I'll schedule your choreography at your you know. Mm-hmm. Whenever you can do it around your schedule, but just remember I'm better in the morning because my mind just is more free in the morning. I've had my giant cup of caffeine, and um, I have high energy, and and that's just a good time for me to produce. So they know that, and most of them pick morning because they want to get the best routine they can get. So um, that's what it starts with, but it's also – I make it up on the spot. I'm not someone who really? makes it in advance. Wow. Uh-huh. I didn't know that, yeah. I do, because to me, it's a feeling you have and a way that you move. And you have to remember, just like I just said, I may be able to do something, because I have a very long body and I'm more graceful. And I may be able to do something that, if AJ does it, it does not look right, you know? Um, so I have to make sure that the what I'm doing looks good on her and is easy for her and she likes it and works with her and if she's not there and I make up a whole routine and then I say here it is and she can't do it then I'm starting over anyway right and that's not good for my mind you know when I feel something I want to do it so
2: so first and foremost though so it starts with the music yeah
4: absolutely I mean I cut all the music finding the music is like the biggest tragedy of my year every year
2: <laughs> when Be- does that
4: start like? uh well it starts in April as soon as we're done oh, wow. but then it never fails that at the end of September <laughs> we are missing five pieces. So and I'm like you guys and and the the team helps. They absolutely help. They I'll say go on the internet, do this. What do I, you know, what do I punch into Google? Oh. You
3: know? They <laughs> do not say that. Yes, they absolutely <laughs> do.
4: So um you know, we we look and look and look we try to find unique pieces, we try to find things that no one else will have and Um, And in college gymnastics, it's hard because if there's a popular piece, almost everyone wants to use it. You'll notice that most teams that probably come to the Lloyd Noble Center will have more of a hip hop kind of music, Mm -hmm. more of a popular um, kind of music. We have one or two, but that's about it. And then the rest would be something you've probably never heard. Um, And that's. That's the way I like it. I want to be unique. I want to be different. Um, I want to have different styles out there. I want it to fit their personality. Um, If they don't like it, you won't like it. I won't like it. So so the athlete has to love the music. But, yeah, I, I cut it all, and that part's easy for me.
2: So do you start with like a certain athlete, or is it just kind of how it all works out with the scheduling? Or is there something where maybe you're inspired by one, you start with that one, or how does that work? If you find your music first, (laughs) you get to
4: go. And AJ traditionally is always last because she never looks for her music. So, you know, she'd be last. Chase would always be first because she'd find her music right away. But actually, I found her music most of the time because I could hear something, and I'd be like, Chase could do that. She could pull that off. Yeah. and not everyone can pull everything off you know and that's n- nothing against them but there's certain things that you can really that you really want to pull the audience into it and if it's not your style it's not your gig you're not gonna do it
3: what routine are you most proud of in in history in I the think. history yeah. yeah like it could be one that you did your eighth grade routine oh my <laughs> gosh
2: your prince routine oh my god or gosh. something that
3: you choreographed at iowa state or ou whatever
4: Oh my gosh, that's the hardest question.
2: <laughs> can you give us a top five?
4: Um, maybe. And can we get video of it? Most important. You know, I really, uh, I really liked one. I did. You, do you know the HBO series Six Feet Under? You know, when HBO was just starting to have those little mini-drama series kind of things, Six Feet Under was about a funeral home, basically. But the music was super cool. And Laura K. Powell from Iowa State, I did a routine to that, and I absolutely loved it. That's, that's one that stands out. But there's so many. Brittany Conchak schumann when I first got here, she did one to Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, wow. And that music is actually one of my favorites ever, and that routine was really awesome. Um, I don't know if you guys can take that one up, but, um, those two stand out. But I, I, I've loved a lot that I've done. I mean, those are just coming to mind possibly because the
2: music to me is so
4: unique. Those two pieces were so unique. When you're
2: recruiting athletes, are you just like kind of – does your mind automatically start working like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to choreograph a floor routine for you? Yes, absolutely. Like um,
4: this year Anastasia is one of those people like i saw her and um she's she moves really beautifully and uh but she's still a little shy in her shoes <laughs> so we have to work on that a little bit like um <clears throat> a dancer has to make sure that they can you know exaggerate their movements especially if I'm watching from the 50th row and you're doing subtle movements I can't see you I I don't know what you're doing so she she definitely still needs to learn to make everything a little bit bigger but she's a beautiful dancer really beautiful we still have to work on facial expressions there's a lot of things still to come but she's one to watch
3: I think what stood out to me when I first got here last year was at least where I've been you learn your routine and then you know that's it. You continue to work on their routine throughout the entire season. Mm -hmm. So how important is that that you are fine tuning literally every single day?
4: I think it helps greatly that the choreographers in the room because there's many times actually that something looks not very good in a meet or I'll watch it and I'll say, oh, I got to change that part. (laughs) And so I do. I'll change it. I'll change the ending. I changed Maggie's ending right before the last meet two days before like I, I, I do that all the time because if it's not hitting me in the right place then I'm going to change it um eye contact is something we're always working on and, and showing that emotion throughout the whole year because it can get stale if you do something over and over again it can get stale and so how are we going to keep it you know that exciting and impressive to watch we have to keep refining it keep making it better
2: so did you choreograph your own routines at Iowa State too I did. Yeah. Except
4: one year. One year, um, my friend, who's a great dancer, um, she choreographed it for me, and she was actually from the University of Michigan.
2: Wow. So then, immediately, once you became the the graduate assistant, did you choreograph your teammates' routines too? Uh, Yes. I did. What was that like? Because that had to be a little bit, it had to be cool and fun, but then also maybe a little bit of pressure because these are also your friends and your teammates. I was choreographing them when I was on the team. Oh, wow. Yeah. So no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so
4: it, it was, it was something that, you know, they, you know, no offense, but like back then we, we didn't have a choreographer. It was like, let's make up our routine today. You know, we, so I. That alone should have earned you a scholarship. Yeah, I helped with a lot of them. But, um, but I, you know, I, I just kind of started doing it. It was fun. Erasure was one of my big... <laughs> Do you remember Erasure? You guys don't know what Erasure is. I've never heard of we, But d- I did a couple floor of that when I was first starting. I love that. So. Pet Shop Boys, come on. <laughs>
2: it's right over 80s, my head. 80s, 80s, 80s. <laughs> so you always have this story. How does that... Because you said you don't plan before you go into it. So when does that story come about? The story comes while I'm making it, you okay. know? And often it's it
4: comes from the heart of the music, you know? So the music feel it, to me a story kind of accompanies a piece of music like you can feel what it, what it might be I don't know how to explain that but um like if someone has a blues piece obviously you know you're down and out something <laughs> 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 something terrible's probably happening and you have to bounce back and you have to stand up and you have to fight back that kind of stuff or you know just just different things come to your mind some sometimes things you know not so great, you know, because the world is full of crazy stuff, and crazy stuff happens, and there's lots of stories.
2: So I also heard you watch "So You Think You Can Dance," right? Yeah, and I'm I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah. And has been have been for a long time. If you don't plan your routines, do you? I mean, do you just see a move and like, I got to put that in somebody's routine? Or do you see a move and like, oh, AJ would be – that would be great for AJ. Yeah, I've
4: definitely seen stuff and gone, oh, that's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. A a lot of things you can't do on a floor mat, you know. And also I'll say um, when you're in costume like you are on So You Think You Can Dance, like if you can wear hip-hop clothes with a hood and, you know, it gives you a different feel. There's certain moves you can do in clothes that you can't do in a leotard. And so there's definitely a difference there. Um, You can't pull out – pull off a lot of hip-hop moves in leotards because it just – wouldn't work but um yeah there's definitely things that i see that i mimic for sure
2: favorite contestant on say so you think you can dance oh no I how long
4: know.
3: has that show been going
2: on? a long time like a,
4: a long time 20 years or something? uh it,
2: it's twitch twitch oh mm-hmm. the guy on ellen yes yes <laughs> he's on ellen <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so in wrapping this up, I'm anxious to get Meg's point of view on this because she was a competitor against your oh, teams growing yeah. up. <laughs> so when you come into a building, like, as an opposing team, and you know coming in that that's something that Oklahoma is known for, are you paying attention to what they're doing on the floor? Like, are you kind of maybe a little bit intimidated by what they're going to do on the floor to close out a meet? Um, You're on the beam over there? Like, what are they doing over there?
3: <laughs> well, I kind of lucked out. I'm a little different because I didn't do beam or floor. So my meet's over after the first two events, so I'm just hanging out watching. And so a lot of my teammates don't watch the other team because mm-hmm. there's no point. But You could. But I could. Oh, yeah, I would watch OU all the time. Mm-hmm. And no, they would have to fall like eight times for us to even have a shot to, <laughs>
2: to win. But
4: <laughs> I would say most coaches coach their teams not to pay attention yeah. to the other team. Maybe during warm-up you might watch more yeah. than you yeah. watch during the meet. Um, but a lot of people scope it out in advance, like maybe even before they compete against you. They'll, right. ch- they'll check out. We certainly watch film from other people's meets and things. So we kind of know what's coming so we don't have to pay attention to them when we get there.
2: Mm. It's interesting because, yeah, I mean, film study is such a big part mm-hmm. of every other sport. And you mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily think that it was, you know, something that you guys would do. We That's do it a lot, yeah. That's actually. Cool. And also it sparks creativity in mm-hmm. your mind.
4: Oh, I didn't think of that. Or, you know, there's just things that that connection yeah totally
2: yeah awesome well that was a very interesting stuff I've always wanted to sit down and have a conversation with you about how that kind of all goes about and how your mind works in that because we've talked a lot I mean that's how I am with writing and features and stuff so I think it's really interesting so
3: and we will have kj kindler
2: on yes plenty more you're gonna about be a regular oh, good. regular <laughs> co-host we, we gotta fit kj's name into the name of this podcast yeah, somehow <laughs> again i i don't claim to know anything about anything but i just love hearing about the way that that process works i think it's so interesting and maybe it's because kj and i relate a lot because um you know she likes to write i like to write she was at one point you know wanted to be a journalist so we kind of kind of relate on that level and so I thought it was really neat for me as someone who likes to create things to go through that process with her and where the inspirations come from yeah
3: and then we even talked before we were rolling about her leotards (laughs) and the designs and the gowns she looks at and the bathing suits that she and there I don't know how she comes up with some of these
2: ideas to translate to a leotard it's really crazy yeah and, and you heard her talking about how excited she gets about certain recruits that coming in. I cannot wait to choreograph for her. You got to imagine one of those athletes coming in was definitely Maggie Nichols, who already has a perfect 10 on the floor. And, you know, we're going to talk in length with this, uh, about this with Maggie about, um, you know, the, the differences, but I think with her and, and one question I always wonder about is, is nowadays you're seeing a lot of Olympians Former Olympians, former Team USA members translate and and go from that to college gymnastics, but yet um, Maggie is still far and away, head and shoulders, really, especially last year, the best gymnast in, in college gymnastics. What is it about her and what she's done compared to the other, you know, team USA members? that's allowed for her to come in and and be so successful maybe even more so than some of the other ones well
3: it's funny because she did better last year as a freshman than some of the freshmen at other schools who went to the olympics and were on the olympic team and one of the reasons is she maintains that difficulty some of the athletes that come into college really water down their routines and that could be their bodies are just tired from training their entire lives but I mean, Maggie's body's tired too, but she still maintains that difficulty in it, and it's not. And maybe she's not doing the hardest skills like she was on the elite stage, but they're still harder than everyone else, and that's why. I mean, that's why she's so good. She's so clean, crisp, and she talks about confidence and how she's gotten more confident this year, even though she scored a gym slam last
2: year and got a ten on every mm-hmm. single event. Yeah, and and I think another thing too is it's got to be difficult, and maybe you could speak to this a little bit. To flip that switch of, like, being so serious all the time and, you know, like we talked about when you watch the Olympic routines to being able to have fun and knowing that there's a crowd here and they want to enjoy what you're doing and the way to do that is to act like to show that you're enjoying what you're doing. So that's got to be a hard switch as well for some of these athletes. I
3: think so, and I think it's it's less of her showing the crowd she's having fun And actually, she actually is is having having fun. Fun, Like, you can tell she's clapping. She likes being a part of a team, which is so different in college gymnastics than in elite gymnastics when you're, yeah, you're on a team, but it's every man for himself. Everyone wants to win that event. Everyone wants to win the all-around. Where you're on a team, she might be taken off vault because she needs to be rested that day. And someone needs to come in, and she's still going to want them to do well so the team can win the meet. And I think
2: uh, uh, what says a lot about Maggie is how much her team likes her. She's a great teammate, even though she got a lot of the spotlight last year. She made sure to share it. She made sure to, um, you know, make sure that it wasn't all about her, even though a lot of times people wanted to make it all about her. And I think you're going to hear in this podcast just why she is so well-liked by all of her teammates. So we're going to hear from Maggie Nichols now. Anything and everything – from floor routines all the way to how she's uh, competing here in her sophomore year. Okay, so we're just going to hop
3: right in. I want to talk about your floor routine, Maggie, but first and foremost... <laughs> <You're> already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, tell us what the difference is between an elite floor routine and
1: a college floor routine. Um, I think there's a lot of differences. I think elite choreography is kind of more you're not really engaging with the crowd as much. In college gymnastics, you're really trying to show off your personality and really get into the crowd and show off to the judges. So it's a lot more fun and, like, you can have more facial expressions and it's not as serious. I think it's a lot more fun um, to compete for sure.
2: How important is that when you're talking? Okay, I mean, why is that more important in collegiate gymnastics than it is at the elite level to relate to the crowd, to relate to the judges? people um, who don't like me who might not know as much as yeah. say meg
1: yeah i mean i think in college it's really important to show the judges that you're confident and that you're really expressing your routine and showing it off cuz that's what they really um they they really like to see and like it really like separates you from someone who might not show your routine off as much or the routine off as much
2: was that hard going from you know here i am i got to be serious yeah, yeah to it's a party, let's <laughs> dance, let's have fun. Was it, was it difficult switching back and forth or was it more difficult maybe holding yourself back on the elite level? Um, I think it wasn't a
1: hard transition for me. I was really excited. and I've been waiting to like show (laughs) off my routine and like have facial expressions and, you know, throwing my head back on the finishes. I've been really waiting for that for like my whole life. The college finishes. I remember I had like a shaking part in my elite routine and, um, some of the national staff said like, don't do that. Really? (laughs) Yeah. So it's been like really fun being able to like really go all out and, um, have a lot of fun with my routines and showing it off to the crowd and like the judges and stuff. It's really fun. What's it like working with KJ Kindler when it comes to learning the choreography? Oh my gosh, it's so fun. She really um, knows everyone's personality Mm -hmm. and really, um, I don't know, she takes a lot of time on everyone and like does different techniques for everyone. So it's really fun and she just knows what looks good on you and what doesn't look good on you. So it's really awesome. She just makes every routine so amazing and so unique. So it's really fun working with her and um, seeing the final product is amazing. It's so cool.
2: So you hear, in really, in, in the athletics, that you perform better when you're more relaxed. Mm-hmm. So have you found that when you transitioned to college, floor routines, beam routines, literally everything, mm-hmm. has it been a little bit easier because you're more relaxed because it is a little bit more fun and you're supposed to be fun out there on the floor?
1: Yeah, definitely. I remember in Lee, it was always so serious. I was always, like, so nervous. But <laughs> having college and everything, it's not laid back, I would say. I would say it's more... Um, I don't know you have your team behind you and they're cheering for you and your coaches trust you if they put you in the lineup. So you just feel so confident going out there. So I think that I definitely do feel a lot more relaxed. Um, even though there is a lot of pressure, you know, trying to hit my routines and stuff, but I just feel a lot more relaxed going my routines, which makes it a lot easier for me to able to perform and, you know, show off everything. So it's really, it's really awesome.
3: Was there ever, was, or is there ever a move when like KJ shows you this is what I want you to do for this part. And you're just like, no way (laughs) am I doing
1: that. I almost think every single thing she shows you, you're kind of like, oh no, what is that? But like everything she does is so unique and when you do it, it looks so good and like everything just comes together so well. So like once you're learning, you're like, oh my God, this looks so weird. But like it it turns out so good. So it's amazing because she's so creative and amazing
2: have you seen her floor routine from iowa <laughs> state that is on youtube i did You did? <laughs> yeah I it did. was just tweeted <laughs> out like a week ago I, and we, I we sent all it watched yes yeah. so what did you think
1: it's so her it's so, she <laughs> still dances the same um yeah, it's so good like she just goes all out and she is so confident in herself and it's inspiring to watch
2: so when we talked to her she talked about how um She's not good at when people give her choreography, but she likes to give the choreography. She can teach it. And Mm -hmm. she says she claims she can move a little bit. Can you confirm that? 100%. (laughs) She can
1: move. She's a very good dancer. I mean, she does some very unique stuff. Like when she's just dancing to music on the radio, it's kind of different dancing, but it looks so good. She's, I don't know, she's amazing. (laughs) She's awesome.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to the music, how much
1: say do you have versus how much say does she have um I'd say it's 50 50 or even more me um we get to like send her in music that we like or um send her like options and stuff so and then if she likes it then we'll have that music but um a lot of the time for me she picks my music because I'm not very good at finding anything (laughs) but she lets us
2: like have a lot of saying in
1: which I think is really
2: good so you last year yours was kind of a popular song what was it don't let me down. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you pick that or? But it was like a. It was like a instrumental type. Yeah. Um. It was like a orchestra. violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Still, like, searching for the word. Um. Well, she finds music
1: a lot, and she'll play it in the gym for us to like listen to. And mm-hmm. I like heard it, and I was like, Ooh, I want that. I want that because like people in the crowd would know the music, and you know maybe like dance along or really get into it. So I really wanted a song. So
2: was that fun, too, with the transition from, you know, the elite and the national team to getting to actual ha- actually have some music that maybe people might, a little bit different, maybe people kind of know. And yeah. and that's how, what you see a lot. That's what KJ talked about mm-hmm. is in collegiate gymnastics. A lot of times the songs you hear with the teams coming in, you, you might have heard before.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was really fun to have a song. Just like I said, like the crowd can get into it, uh-huh. which in the Leech Massics, like the crowd really doesn't get into it as much, I would say. Get so. Like golf claps. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, like, Sometimes. the crowd have, like <laughs> clapping along because they know the song is really fun. So it was really cool to have a song and people get into it. Well, when
3: you have a popular song this year too. What is it? Yes,
1: it's Miente. It's like a It's sp- like we went over this Spanish a couple weeks ago <laughs> and I can't even remember. Which
3: one, which routine do you like better? Uh,
1: I don't know. They're so different. This year is definitely a different type of dance for me. So it's been very unique for me to like get into it but i've been really starting to like show it off more and i really like it but i don't think i could pick a favorite i like both of them
2: did you dance much growing up or is this all just kind of learned here recently
1: um actually i've taken dance classes since i was young really We i had to take like dance for national team oh like ballet and stuff i take ballet and then my coach also had us do like Not hip hop. I don't even know. We had to learn like dances and stuff. It was very different. So I've been dancing for a long
2: time. So this was really nothing like new because sometimes people come in and they're, KJ talks about just cannot move to save their lives. (laughs) And then some people come in and are just the most amazing dancers like chase cabs. Oh my gosh. um, So walk us through from start to finish when you walk in here with KJ and she's like, all right, let's go. Let's start from start to finish. Like what, what is that process like? Um, well, first you like come in
1: and kind of like stretch and she'll like talk to you about like what the plan is and stuff. And ask, she asked if we have like any input or anything. Maybe. Does was- she have
2: a story already picked out or no? Does the story come along? Like, does the story come along or does it? start at the beginning
1: usually it comes along it like it de- it evolves yes okay like she'll like start with a little bit and a little bit more a little bit more um so she'll just like talk about the music we'll like listen to it a few times then we'll just get right to it and she'll just try a bunch of different things and like you'll try different things and see what fits the best so
2: how long does it take to build the routine from start to finish um it kind of depends on the person how good you are with <laughs> it
1: um for me on for average me, a lot a long time <laughs> probably like four sessions for like three out two hours two hours oh wow it kind of wow. depends on each session but it takes a long time especially to like perfect in stuff who
3: takes the longest on the team hmm. who struggles the most learning a floor routine
1: i feel like i struggled a lot this time <laughs> but um hmm, maybe brenna
2: no she didn't get this year i don't know <laughs> i was, love brenna's routine this too. year by the way me like too. that's that's one of my favorites i was telling her that the other day i was like I, you know, again, I don't claim to know anything about any uh, anything of how it works, but I can see what I like, and I love her. Yeah, routine. Yeah, everyone can dance to it; it's so fun. I love it. She's really good attitude. So her. If you had to pick one of your teammates' routines to do, if you couldn't do yours, which one would it be?
1: Um, that's so hard. Probably <laughs> Jade. I like Jade's routines. Ooh, yeah. I love Jade's. It's I very really sassy. want something like next year, like sassy like that. So I like. So we're gonna see some sassy Maggie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got changed up a little bit every year. If you
3: were to pick someone on your team to do your floor routine, like the best, that would look good. Yeah,
1: hmm, that's hard too. Who's on my team? <laughs>
2: Who's on, on my, my team?
1: It's oh. a good start. I feel like. I feel like. I don't know who would look good. Who's I don't a know. Good I dancer. feel like I would
3: choose AJ. I was about to say, AJ, AJ is so yeah. cool. I'm, yeah, AJ
1: is so cool.
3: And Jade, but Jade, I, I don't. Jade could do it, but she, I don't know. She likes you guys are so
1: different. We are. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. That's weird. No one. I don't know. Too bad
3: Chase is gone. I was about to say. Chase, I would say Chase. Too. Chase too. Yeah, she does yeah. it every time. I how long? How routine. long would a routine take for Chase to learn?
2: Thirty
1: minutes. Nah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean probably but she goes all out everything she yeah. does is like so big so I feel like it takes her a little bit longer but she can she's so quick to like learning the material like very quickly so
2: Do you think she'll eventually be a great choreographer for floor routines? Being, I hope so.
1: Yeah. I mean like during summer camp she like makes up the
2: dances and stuff so she's already got that job. Okay so um Moving forward now, you guys have had a couple of meets under your belt. Uh, now that we've had some fun, we've, we'll get a little bit serious. What's, what's kind of your approach to your second year now that you mm-hmm. had so much success in your freshman year? How do you top what you did when you had such a great year last year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely just try to take it as a new year. It's a, I'm a new gymnast and everything like that, and I really just go into it. A lot with the same goals, and, I mean, that angle for sure, you know, winning another national championship would be amazing. I mean, that's always in the back of my head. Um, But really I just try to go into every meet trying to do better than I did last time and to really help the team as much as I can to, you know, win that competition. So I take it one competition at a time.
2: In most other sports you talk about, um, you know, there's a big jump between your freshman and sophomore year. Obviously Mm -hmm. you competed – Um, you know, at the highest level for your entire life, basically. But have you – do you feel like you've grown a lot since your freshman year to now?
1: Definitely. I do feel a lot more confident this year and a lot more calm because I think just because I know exactly what's going to happen at every meet and I'm – I don't know. I'm pretty confident going into every competition and um, I know the coaches trust me going into each event. So, like, I feel – I feel pretty good out there.
3: I
2: don't think anybody would have ever said that you were not calm. I know. You look
3: <laughs> you look pretty even keeled to me. It's funny, Jess asked me a couple weeks ago, I don't know, we share an office, so we yes. like just hang out sometimes. And she was like, Okay, can Maggie like get better? And I was like, She got a 10 <laughs> on every event. No, like she has done the the best. <laughs> y- you've been perfect before. <sighs> It's pretty cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep going. Got to got it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> gotta just got to be motivating just to top yourself. Cause yeah. like we see with Trey young every single night he comes out and it's like, he wants to better himself yeah. and beat what he did. Is yeah. that kind of your goal? Like I got to be better than what I did the last time.
1: Definitely. I mean, seeing what I accomplished last year is definitely motivating for this year. I just want to, you know, do what I did last year and even better. So it kind of puts pressure on me just knowing that. So I definitely want to go into each competition Getting better, and I'm also very hard on myself, so if I, like, take a step on a landing, like, I'll need to stick that next competition, so I feel like that's definitely me.
2: What's your favorite event?
3: <sighs> it's so hard. Um, okay, what's your favorite event? Training, and what's your oh, favorite event? Competing. Question.
1: Um, Because it's different. I love to compete floor just because, like I said, like 500 times, <laughs> I like to show <laughs> it off to the crowd and the judges and stuff, so I definitely like to compete floor. So that was a good choice that Thank we you. She <laughs> understands. She <laughs> <does that. laughs> and train, I really like beam. Beam and bars. Ugh. I love beam. I love beam. I, I just think wish it I shows. Could, uh, I wish I could compete as good as I could, like, train
2: it. Yeah,
3: it's
1: so different when you're competing oh, beam and when you're not. One of these times, I'm going to kill it.
2: Okay, <laughs> one final crazy question for you. Uh, you guys obviously have to be on a pretty strict diet. Yes. So if you had a cheat meal, what's your cheat meal of choice? These are so hard. <laughs> um, this, this is an easy question.
1: I feel like you should know. Um, either frozen yogurt with, like, toppings or something or pizza. What kind of toppings on your frozen yogurt?
2: I, th- I think that says a lot about a person. Um, Oreo crumples. Oh, yeah. What does that say, Jess? <laughs> I think that's a good call. I, I was just hoping she wasn't going to say raisins or something. Oh, Whoa. no. Frozen that would ruin yogurt. it. Or
1: fruit. No. I don't think I've ever
2: gotten frozen yogurt, yogurt with fruit. I still feel
3: yeah. like frozen yogurt's healthy. No? Or ice
1: cream. I just love, like, any. I just love.
2: Sweets. Sweets. Sweets is your go-to. All right. That was fun I have a sweet, too. Okay, so thank you so much to Maggie Nichols again a different side of her a little bit than you see maybe when you you've got a camera on her and she loved it like that's what you you talked about it um as soon as we stopped recording she's like man that was fun you know it was it was a little bit more relaxed it it wasn't so um kind of buttoned up a little bit and that's not just gymnastics that's a lot of sports Mm -hmm. I think that you see when you get a camera on somebody or, or you're interviewing them maybe it's Little bit different um, persona than what you get when it's just we're just chit chatting, yeah. Know. And that's why we wanted
3: to start this whole podcast. Like, we wanted to get the fun stories, maybe not the fun stories, but at least have the subject want to talk about it without cameras rolling.
2: So, Maggie Nichols uh, taught us a floor routine um, a little bit, a part of it, her floor and, routine, yes. And so, um, I loved it, I love the music. Um, I love a lot of the routines that we have. We talked about that with her too. I, I love Brenna Dow's routine as well. I think you've really seen her kind of come out of her shell. She was another one of those those um, national team members that had to learn how to have fun a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think you're really seeing that this year.
3: And she looks great. Yeah. She looks fantastic. She, in my opinion, well, she got a 10 on Vault in the inner squad. And she's gotten like 9975s nine, nine, ever since yeah, on she's Vault. She's been like, she gymnast, sticks
2: every time. And she's been gymnast of the week like twice. More than Maggie mm-hmm. already this year. She looks like she's finally
3: coming to into her own, mm-hmm. getting past the elite right. gymnastics life. And I think her and Maggie coming in together. I mean, Brenna came in a year before, but then came back, left yes. to, to pursue the Olympic dream and then came back. And I think having Maggie with her has also helped and been like, okay, this is actually, we're allowed to have fun now. It's okay to smile.
2: <laughs> yeah. And speaking of smiling and laughing, Please make sure you check out on our Instagrams and Twitters um, me dominating Meg in learning the floor routine. I just got to thank my Zumba instructors for allowing me to pick up choreography better. and Jessica's and, forward roll. She actually make, does a tumble. Meg tries to make excuses like she didn't do floor, but <laughs> I'm sorry, you did gymnastics for your whole life, and I didn't. So I, think
3: I okay. I, did I would than like you. people on Twitter to let us know who actually is better
2: because. The truth is in the pudding, Jess. (laughs) Okay, so that's all good fun. But anyway, so go check out Maggie's floor routine and along with everybody else's floor routines and all of the other great routines. you got high-flying vaults that nobody in the country is doing. You've got um, uneven bars. Aren't they the number one team in the country on uneven bars? And balance beam as well. You get to see KJ's choreography on that. A lot of fun, entertaining stuff with this women's gymnastics team that throughout the entire meet – and you're going to get to see them coming up this Sunday against North Carolina. And it's at 345. We'll have the broadcast for you on Sooner Sports TV. Bart, Connor, Kelly Garrison-Funderburk, and Meg over here will be on the broadcast. Oh, by the way, so you're on the broadcast team with two Olympians. Do you ever, oh, here you we know, go. Um, <laughs> like think about, man, I'm kind of letting the team down here. I, I'm not an Olympian. I'm just, you know. College gymnastics. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> so I really appreciate
3: you um, bringing that to everyone's attention. Just warms my heart. <laughs> hey, you know what? You you bring more perspective than uh, most other people. I say. think this is the most the most times like Jess has brought me down in one <laughs> podcast.
2: <laughs> Hey, you know what? I, I'm feeling a little feisty today. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Meg does a great job, um, obviously knows her stuff, and especially because it is, it's is—it's a different world than, you know, you you just finished up, what, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and it's different than what it was back then. So you, you bring a great perspective in, in knowing how, plus you're from KJ's alma mater, so you know a right. lot of ins and outs, so... I'm just just giving Meg a hard time. She does a great job, knows knows this team better than anybody um, outside the coaching staff. So make sure and check out the broadcast, 345. Come see them in person because it's fun as well. uh, KJ would love to have a sellout crowd for that because she's a former athlete on the North Carolina staff. And Taylor Spears, I think, was my year. I think we graduated in the same year. I mean, there's a rivalry there.
3: Well, no, she was going to beat me every time. (laughs) But she is the national. She's a national champion on beam, which is KJ's. Favorite event. So I'm sure she's bringing a whole new perspective to that UNC beam lineup. And I can guarantee that she's bringing a lot of things KJ taught her to that team.
2: Yeah, you got to think like a lot of the coaches here, um, you know, with Patty Gasso, a lot of her former players have gone on to become pretty big name coaches and, and have done pretty well at their programs. And they're kind of scattered throughout the country. And a lot of that goes back to what they learned under her. And it's kind of the same thing with KJ. I feel like you got to think that the way that it's ran here and how well oiled of a machine it is translate to when they want to take it into other programs. 100% and that's I can honestly believe that's
3: why athletic directors hire them. Uh huh. This is from this is from KJ Kindler's program. She knows what KJ Kindler does and right. she can bring that to our program.
2: So yeah, go check them out 345 and going to be a fun one and uh, again, make sure you check out our our uh, floor routine with maggie she loved that she was i get to teach you guys i'm like well i don't know if you should look at at that much of a positive but (laughs) that you're teaching us but you know it was fun so we had a lot a lot of fun if you can't tell with this podcast and again follow us on twitter at jessica cootie at meg mcdonald meg underscore underscore mcdonald and at ou on the air And Soonersports.com or Soonersports.tv slash podcast. All of the above. If you're here, you know where to find us. So, uh, week three of the podcast, had a great time with this one. Coming up next week, we got hopefully um, uh, another great one lined up for you. We'll uh, have more details on that coming up. So, make sure you come back. We appreciate you listening. Big shout out to Chris Plank. He had to do a lot of editing for us. (laughs) We struggled a little bit last week. I think we did better this week. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I've, we'll see. I've been <laughs> monitoring the audio a lot better. So, sorry, Chris, Chris. Plank is awesome, and he's got again podcasts coming up Monday, Friday, um, on the Sooner Sports Podcast right here where you found us. So check those out. He's got cool interviews with athletes and coaches as well, and and kind of you know, breaking down the, the big events coming up. So uh, thanks, Chris Blank. We appreciate your help on this one. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back here on the Sooner Sports Podcast with Jess and Meg coming up next Wednesday. Bye.
0: This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. <laughs>